Thursday Night Podcast. I've had a few people ask about it, said, hey, your week in review or your Friday one comes out after I already am in my car. I like listening to it on the drive and my commute. So doing what I do, I'm a man of the people. I am now taking time out of my Thursday night instead of my early Friday morning. I'm going to do Thursday night podcast, get it out so you guys have something to listen to in the car tomorrow, which would be this morning if you're listening to it on Friday morning. So you're welcome, fans and avid listeners and just one guy who actually asked me to do it, British Steve. Anyways, uh, welcome to Two Cents Worth. It's your guy, Ryan DeFaber with a D and a capital F. Go fuck yourself. I'm just kidding. I'm um, just looking at what I have written down here. So let me get uh, going on here. So we're in 2019. Happy New Year, everybody. I hope it started off great for you. Um, we are now into the third day of it. So hopefully 2019 hasn't kicked you directly in the dick yet. Uh, we'll have ups and downs. That's what every year has. 2018, I'm sure it had ups and downs. You just focus on how you get through it day by day, right? Uh, for New Year's, we um, we went over to the Chastains, and if you don't know who the Chastains are, then you haven't listened to this podcast. So uh, go do yourself a favor and listen to some previous podcasts, because Matt's been on twice and his wife's been on once. And uh, that's what you're going to have to do. Um, we went to the Chastains, had a little uh, get-together there, and then... Um, we uh, we came home and the whole day I had said to Nolan that you know the the plan would be if he could stay up we're gonna try we're gonna try and get him to midnight and I I didn't think he is a little determined little son of a bitch so I I think he I knew he wanted to do it and I thought he could have done it and um, by about ten thirty he started fading and he started doing the lying down on the couch and closing his eyes a little bit and uh, from there though he did it. At that point, by the time it was 10.30, I was like, you know what? This kid has stayed up. Let's just get him through the rest of the night. So I, I purposely kept him up and entertained him. And we watched a, uh, surprisingly enough, on PBS, it was a Foo Fighters concert from the Acropolis in Greece, uh, which was really cool. Um, so we watched that. I jammed out with him. I sang the songs because uh, I'm, I'm a fan of the Foo Fighters. like their music always have been. Dave Grohl's great musician arguably one of the best um from nirvana days to foo fighters queens of the stone age and every other band that he he's a part of so um yeah so he did it he stayed up till midnight and it was uh pretty incredible i was proud of him he was exhausted and uh yeah that was our new year's nothing really excited i <laughs> i had i think uh three beers um yeah, three or four beers, and that was it. And got home, didn't even have any more beers. I was so full from... So Matt ordered pizza from Jet Pizza, and uh, he thought more people were coming to the house than, than what showed up. Uh, some other people had some plans. And so we had these, an extra large and a large pizza. So I, I did my worst, um, but also by eating so much, but uh, my best effort and, and tried to help him out as best as I could by eating. So I was full. So I got home, then drank. So I'm a loser, guys. It happens. Married, two kids. 
you're exhausted most of the time, you know, you, you have to go sparingly. Plus, uh, one of my goals this month for January is to not drink during the week. I really put it on hard for the last couple of weeks and certainly seen the effects of it in, uh, in my diet and as well as, uh, how I look in the mirror. So I'm going to try and switch that shit up because I don't want to be a fat fuck. If you know what I'm saying. I'm getting a little loose tonight, guys. Again, no no drinking. This is just uh, this is just me on a Thursday night. Kids are asleep. Lindsay's downstairs, and I'm uh, I'm up here in the studio, the old Bears Den, recording uh, the Thursday night podcast. Hey guys, um, <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, I drink. I was been. Oh, I drink too much. I was drinking too much. Um, over the last couple of weeks, so I wanted to cut back. So, um, plus the night before, I was, as I was saying, um, <laughs> sorry, someone just texted me. You probably could hear that. Um, we, um, sorry, I'm watching golf. The golf is back on guys. And we're, we're going to talk about it here later on, but it's watching a crazy shot by Mark Leachman just went into the, hit the car path into the woods. I got to focus. I'm focusing. I'm focusing. Uh, the night before, before New Year's, we went to uh, the Abbott Brothers with um, a group of friends. Um, I mentioned in early episodes, buddy of ours, Jacko, he'll come on and do a pod, uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. But it was for my buddy Preston's birthday. So we went out, Preston, my buddy Ben, uh, buddy Daniel, his wife, Catherine, Lindsay and I. Preston's girlfriend, Zan. I got to make sure I, I represent her. I got yelled at after my first podcast by not mentioning her. Um, and Jacko. And uh, we had a good time. We went to see the Abbott Brothers, a little uh, folk band. They're out of Concord, uh, North Carolina, but uh, pretty popular. Popular little band. It was fun. Had a good time. But like I was saying, you know, trying to cut back on the drinking. Of course, went, went drinking heavy that night. Um and, and kudos to Lindsay and I. We stayed out till twelve fifteen, and then the next night we're up till twelve as well. So, you know, we acted like adults um, for the last uh, for the, a couple days ago. Um, but we're back on track now. Last night, back in bed by eight thirty. Gym four o'clock. Skip the gym on uh, Monday morning. So on Sunday is when we went to the concert. I had to skip the gym on Monday morning. I was so exhausted. So I let my buddy Pete down, but he got a workout in, and, and I'm back on track. Worked out the last couple of days, so we're fine. Um, so we did that Sunday. As well on Sunday, we had um, the Panthers game. Panthers won, which dropped us from a top 10 pick to 16th. So we'll see how that works out in the uh, in the draft for us. And the playoffs are set. So playoff football starts this week. I have the games up uh, starting on Saturday. First game is 4.30. It's Indy at Houston. I'll give you my prediction on that one. I think as good as Houston is, and especially at home, I like Indianapolis. I like how Luck has played all year. I think he's arguably uh, your MVP. Patrick Mahomes is going to win the MVP, but I think uh, Andrew Luck certainly did a lot with – the tools that he had around him and had a hell of a year. So Indian Houston, Seattle, Dallas at Dallas, eight fifteen. I think Dallas wins that even though Seattle has been playing awesome and they beat the Panthers in a hell of a game. 
I think Dallas has that. They're playing really good. They have a good good system in place right now, and I think they're fine. Sunday, Chargers and Baltimore. Now, this is an interesting one because it's at Baltimore, and I don't know what the weather's going to be like, but if it's anything like it's been out here, it's going to be rainy. And can the Charter Chargers play in the rain and potential cold because it is Baltimore, and can they stop Lamar Jackson? I don't know. I'm going to say the Chargers because I feel like the Chargers are – arguably the best team in the AFC. Um, but Baltimore, I think, could do it. I think they could do it. And then the 440 game on Sunday, Chicago versus Philly. I'm going to go Chicago. I think the Bears have uh, too much on both sides of the ball to, for Philly to really do anything. Um, and then on what they call Black Monday for the NFL, if any of you weren't aware, they call it the Black Monday because it's the Monday after the last regular season game which means, on average, seven head coaching jobs become available. And this year, it's seven head coaching jobs as of right now. Uh, you have the Bengals, Cardinals. I'm counting them on my hand because I'm going to forget. Bengals, Cardinals, Packers, Dolphins, Tampa, Browns. <laughs> I told you I was going to forget. I got six. Who's the seventh team? Broncos. Broncos are seven. If I forgot a team, just let me know. I can't I can't remember. Um, so it should be interesting to see what uh, happens in the NFL as we go through the playoffs. And uh, interviews have already started happening. I've seen some college coaches being interviewed, um, some NFL coaches. Uh, love to know what you guys think might, is the best job out there. I, I'm... I've been watching a lot, and a lot of them are saying the Browns. The Browns are the, is the best job out there because of what they were able to do after um, Hugh Jackson got fired and how they turned the season around and the talent that they have on, on both sides of the football. So that's what they're saying. The Browns are the best team, or best opening, possibly. The dog just ran in here, sitting down on my lap. Hey, buddy. Um yeah, what else did we get accomplished before uh, we had to get back to work? Uh, coffee table got finished, so if you've been following on Instagram, the coffee table operation coffee table has been complete. Looks good. Um, fills in the room nicely. I think uh, overall, good job. I haven't heard any complaints from the peanut gallery, so I think it's pretty good. And then also this week for the podcast, um, I reached 1,000 downloads, so that's a milestone for me. You know, again, as I started this, basically the beginning of November, I never really thought that, uh, one, how consistent I was going to be with it. And then I'll do it once a week or once every two weeks. And now it's become twice a week, uh, on average, uh, except for last week, I only did one cause I did a combined one. Um, but a thousand downloads and, uh, added a couple downloads from countries over the last, uh, week or so. India had a download, um, Bahran had a download in the Middle East and um, in the Persian Gulf area. I'm trying to think of any other ones. Hong Kong downloaded a couple weeks ago. Japan. Uh, New Zealand still downloading. Spain, Sweden, Ireland, UK, Mexico. But uh, pretty cool from an international perspective. And then just also seeing like all the downloads that I've had over the U.S. and um, you know the states that. Uh, people have caught on and been listening to 
again, I have, I think I mentioned it a few times. I have a lot of downloads out of California. And I don't believe, unless I'm wrong, you can tell me if I'm wrong. Um, send me a message on Instagram if we're friends in California and you live out there. Because if so, then we might uh, might have to do a trip or something. Because um, I need to get out to California maybe this year or next. I mentioned it on Sunday's podcast that I definitely want to get out and play um, Goat Hill Park in Oceanside, California. So if I could make that happen this year, that would be fantastic. Um, so I'm going to do things just a little different today. Usually it's a week in review. That was kind of what's been going on. There hasn't been too much. The kids went back to school today, which was great. Get some silence around the, the house, get some work done, like actual work and not have to worry about the kids um, coming home or we're going to get them from my parents' house or whatnot. Um, so that that's nice. Um, but uh, let's see here. Let's go through some things that are going on starting the year off for 2019. Uh Let's see. Well, like I said, golf started up again, so let's talk about that. I got golf on right now. It's live. It's in Hawaii. It's the Tournament of the Champions. So anybody that won a tournament last year plays in this tournament. It basically starts the calendar year. Even though the 2019 calendar year already started, it basically starts right after the Ryder Cup. They have tournaments um, that count for the uh, the cup points towards the end of the year, but um, and a lot of people say the golf season really doesn't start until the Masters, which is arguably true. Um, but except for this year, the players is in March. They change the whole schedule up. So I would say the players. Once the players goes, then I think the the golf season truly gets uh, firing on all cylinders. But um, right now they're in Hawaii, and I'm watching it. They're in Hawaii for the next two weeks, which is nice. And then they do their California swing. They got a tournament in Phoenix, and then a couple more in California, and then they go into um, Florida, and then a couple tournaments in Texas, and then it's uh, the Masters. So Masters will be here before you know it. I saw on Instagram the other day, it was like 100 days until the Masters, which is kind of crazy, really. Really, if you think about it, it's three months. Um, And everybody, you think of golf as like a spring and summer sport. So again, it's that that point. Part of the year where, yeah, it's cold and it is the winter, but you're starting to get uh, traction with your spring and summer sports. You know, we'll, we'll get into baseball here in a little bit, but, um, uh, you know, you got golf going on in Hawaii. And, um, and with that, I have Golf Digests. Sorry, I had to grab my computer. Golf Digests. Um, they put out every year the top 100 U.S. golf courses. Um, and so I figured we could go through that. You know, we're 15 minutes in. Golf is on. I'm in a golfing mood. We'll go through that. We'll talk about, uh, we'll, we'll finish up with some baseball updates, some free agent signings. Uh, and the, what's been going on with Machado and Harper. And then if there's anything else that I can think of, we'll go through that. Maybe I talk about some of the stuff that I do for the gym, apparel, accessories, whatever. If you guys are interested in that, um, we can go through that if we got the time. I don't know. I don't know if we'll have time. We'll figure it out. Um, all right. So sit back and relax, people. If you don't like golf, now's the time to turn this thing off.
because we're going to go through 100 fucking courses, so it might take a while. 100. Lindsay just walked in and rolled her eyes at me. No one invited you in here. I'm just kidding. I actually did invite her in here, and now she's just sitting there doing work because she's boring. Mayakama Golf Club in Santa Rosa, California. Jack Nicholas Design 2001 is number 100. Number 200. Number 200, really? My God. I'm stupid. Number 99, Crooked Stick Golf Club in Carmel, Indiana. Carmel or Carmel, Indiana. Pete Dye, 2008. Originally to 1967, then he redesigned it in 2008. Um, oh, you got one close to my house here. Number 98, Old Town Club in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Originally designed by Perry Maxwell in 1939. And then Bill Moore and Ben Crenshaw, Cor, Bill Core, Core and Crenshaw redesigned it in 2013. 97, Black Wolf Run, the river course, Kohler, Wisconsin, Pete Dye. 96, the Preserve Golf Course, Golf Club, Carmel, California. Now, I know I know Carmel, Indiana, and then Carmel, California, even though it's spelled the same. Uh, Tom Fazio design uh, back in 2000. Here's another one close to my house. Yemen, Yemen's Hall Club in Charleston, South Carolina. Seth Rayner and Charles Banks, 1926, redesigned by Jim Urbina in 2016. Rich Harvest Links, 94, Sugar Grove, Illinois. Jerry Rich and Greg Martin, 1999. Jerry Rich redesigned it in 2012. I mean, I don't know how exciting this is. I might stop. I might stop. I might stop. We'll get through, we'll get through the, we'll do the bottom 10, and we'll do the top 10. How about we do that, right? Nobody wants to sit here and listen to me fucking ramble off golf courses that half of you have never heard of nor half of you will ever play including myself so we'll go to 90 here in a minute so 93 spring hill golf club no not spring hill florida where my wife is from spring hill golf club wasada minnesota tom fazio that's number 93 92 is double eagle club in galena ohio jay morish and tom Weisskopf in 1992. 91, the golf club at Black Rock. Kyodalin, Idaho. Jim Eng in 2003. 90, Diamond Creek. Another one near my house. Diamond Creek Golf Club. Banner Elk, North Carolina, Tom Fazio, 2003. All right, so those are your bottom ten. Look, if you want to listen, if you want to go and see this entire list, just go to golfdigest.com, and right on their homepage is the America's 100 Greatest Golf Courses. You can go check it out yourself. You don't need me to fucking ramble these things off for you. All right, so even though I'm still going to ramble off the top ten. All right, top ten. Here we go, number ten. Fisher's, Cl Fisher's Island Club, 
Fisher's Island, New York, Seth Rayner and Charles Banks. I actually have a, and Gil Hans actually redesigned it in 2000. I actually have a friend, Wyatt, and Wyatt, if you're listening, he actually got to play this course. So congratulations to you. You get to play a top 10 course in the country. Don't you feel special? Uh, number nine is Sand Hills Golf Club. Number eight, National Links of America, Southampton, New York. And if I'm not mistaken, I have another friend that played this course, another couple friends, Mr. Paul Bennett and uh, um, a couple of co-workers, Alex French and Dave Peroni and Eric Knutson, I believe, all played that course. Number eight in the country. Number seven, Pebble Beach. I don't need to say any more about that. If you don't know Pebble Beach, you don't know golf. Marion Golf Club. That's number six. Number five is Oakmont. Rest in peace, Arnie. Shinnecock Hills is number four. I mean, these are all places that U.S. Open basically is is at. U.S. Open and and PGA, Cypress Point, again, Pebble Beach, Cypress Point. If you don't know them, I don't know why you've listened this long. Number two, Augusta, and number one, according to Golf Digest, very prestigious club. Not many get to play it. Is Pine Valley in Pine Valley, New Jersey. George Crump and H.S. Colt in 1918, and then Tom Fazio was part of the redesign in 2017. There you go, people. There are uh, 20 of the 100 top golf courses in the United States. I hope you enjoyed that segment as much as I did. All right, let's bounce into what's going on in Major League Baseball because I've said it before and I will say it again. I will try and get baseball into every single podcast. And again, Lindsay rolls her eyes and bounces her head. And, and, and I'm just the dummy over here with the microphone. Um, I'm just the big bald dummy over here in the corner with the, with a shaking dog next to me who slept all day, ate shit and pissed, and is now sleeping again to be a dog is a tough, tough life. That's why they say it's a dog's life. All right, Major League Baseball, here's what's going on. Uh, For my New York Yankees, we added veteran shortstop Troy Tulowitzki. Read a couple things about that. Um, You know, why did we do it? Uh, There is this one area where people are fearing that um, it, it was the way that the Yankees were basically saying that we might be priced out of the Machado deal. Um, I think it's more so for insurance purposes. You know, you got Didi who's hurt. You need a, a proven shortstop that can probably act as a backup to Machado. I think Machado, again, it's the Phillies, White Sox, and Yankees. And unless there's some surprise team, those are the three teams he's met with that he's expecting offers from. And um, I think uh, we're still going to get him because he wants to go and play for a team that's going to win, and I think the White Sox are years away from winning, and I think the Phillies are years away from winning, while the Yankees are ready to win now. Um, so I think it was just insurance. You know, have another infielder that is proven that you can put out there when Machado, you know, needs a rest or late in the game, a defensive placement, whatever it is. Um, so 
we we went with him. The Japanese pitcher Kikuchi. Um, there's a lot made of him. He signed with the Mariners. I'm not surprised about that. Um, if you follow baseball for as long as I have, I mean, the Mariners do a good job of courting uh, Japanese players because of, uh, I'd say, the city, the culture, and uh, how close it is to Japan, really, from uh, from a fan base, too, and media perspective. Um, the Phillies signed David Robertson from the Yankees, so they're, they're strengthening their bullpen, signed a two-year deal. So with that, the Yankees have turned around, and they're going to uh, work on signing Zach Britton, um, who's a reliever for us that we got from the Orioles. So I, I think that's a good move. You know, Robertson's he came up with the Yankees, went to the White Sox, came back to us. You know, he's he's getting up there a little bit in age, uh, especially for a reliever. So I'm okay with him moving on. Um, let's see if there was anybody else this past week that is signed. I think we're. I think that's about it. We're still waiting on Machado and Harper, and I think once those two sign, I think it's going to kind of set off the rest of free agency. Um, but I do know that the White Sox have put out an offer to Machado. So it'll be interesting now that the White Sox have done that. Are the Phillies and the Yankees going to follow up in the next day or so, or is it going to be the next week? Because I do remember when he visited all three teams, he said he was going to make a decision in the beginning of the year. And what has also been said is that Bryce Harper is waiting for Machado to make his decision before he makes his decision because they are being courted by the same teams. You know, the Phillies and the White Sox are courting both of those players. I, I don't think the Yankees are in for Harper. I think they were only in for Machado. Could be wrong. But I do know also the Nationals are still in talks with uh, Harper. So I think if Machado picks the White Sox or the Phillies, I think one of those teams would be out then for Harper because they just wouldn't have the money. They're, I don't believe either one of those teams is going to be able to sign both of those guys for 10 years, $300 million plus. It's just not going to happen. So um, be interested to see where Machado lands. I still think the Yankees should be the favorite to land him, but you just, you just don't know. So he... He uh, he got an official offer from the White Sox today, so it should be interesting to see what um, where that goes. Um, and I'd love to know your thoughts on that. Let me know where you guys think Machado and Harper are going to sign. Um, that's that's just my opinion. It's my two cents worth. Uh, let's see what do I have on my list here. Might be a short one tonight. I mean, you know, like I said, Thursday night podcast. It could only be 30 minutes. I don't mind it being 30 minutes, maybe 40. We'll see if I can still, uh, you know, go on for another 15 minutes. We're only about 26 minutes in. Let's see what else is going on in the world. Uh, in soccer, Manchester City beat uh, Liverpool today, 2-1. Liverpool leads the Premier League, uh, but now are only up four points on City, who was the champions last year. Are they up four on City? Yeah, 54 and, and 50. 54 points to 50. Let's see. Da, 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 da. Um, yeah, let's go to the Premier League table. Yeah, there it is. Liverpool. 17 wins, 3 draws, 1 loss. 54 points through 21 games. Manchester City is 16 wins, 2 draws, 3 losses. 50 points. Tottenham. 
my boy Steve's team, the Hotspurs, 21 games, 16 wins, zero draws, five losses. They're at 48 points, and then to round out the top four, uh, it's Chelsea, 21 games. They've played 13 wins, five draws, three losses. They're sitting at 44, and then you have Arsenal and then my team. Manchester United making a comeback. We've won four straight after firing the Jose Mourinho, the uh, the joke that he had become for us. Um, I'll say it. I have, nobody's listening to me from a Manchester United perspective, so I think he was a joke. He should have been fired a long time ago, and now we're seeing the effects of that. Four games, a lot of goals. The team looks way more freeing. Uh, running and and just looks like a completely different team than when they were under him. So um, it's been all positive, all positive. Uh, and say football this weekend? No, no Monday. Monday you have the national championship: Clemson and all Alabama. I almost said Auburn. I'm not even drinking. I even said that earlier. I haven't even been drinking. Uh. I'm tired. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I did mention that we stayed up two nights in a row to midnight. We acted like adults. First time in a long time. Uh, no, no, national championship, Clemson and Alabama. Who you got? Let me know. Um, and the fucking dog is twitching. Like a, calm down, dude. Jesus. You put a hole through the couch. Um, yeah, that's on Monday. And all the bowl games are done. And I thought it was a pretty good bowl season. I mentioned a couple weeks ago that, you know, there's nobody in the stands in half these games. And I got asked, you know, well, what's your solution on that? I still haven't come up with a solution. So, Thomas, I'm sorry because um, I know you're listening. I haven't come up with a solution. What would be a better way of doing it? I don't know. I mean, it could be getting them in smaller stadiums, especially for games that, you know, aren't going to have these two – you're going to have power – conference teams playing but i i don't know i don't know what that looks like i mean the last thing i think any college team wants to do is to go and play at a small stadium especially if their state their home stadiums are bigger than than the stadium they're going to go and play in especially for a bowl game but it's it's i get it the money is there because of sponsorships and the tv and everything but it just looks bad on tv when you show a stadium and there's it's a 70, 60,000, 50,000 seat stadium and there's 10,000 fans there. Like it looks empty and I don't know. I mean, you you, ha- you get all these games they just don't mean anything. And I think that's a big problem too is that they don't mean anything so a lot of these fans won't go to the games. They'd rather go to a home game than they would travel and watch their team play in a bowl game against a team that they might never play again. Um so, I don't know, but bowl season was pretty good. I thought there was a lot of good games out there. Uh, I enjoyed all of them except for Clemson's thrashing of Notre Dame. That was by far the uh, most depressing day, and it had to have happened towards the end of the year. So, you know, it didn't really end the year on a great note in football way, especially when the Panthers won. And I've been complaining for the last seven weeks that the Panthers haven't won a game. And we win a fucking game, and at the, at the one time I wanted them to lose because we could get a top 10 pick in the draft, we win – and like I mentioned earlier, bump ourselves back to 16 and just infuriating, infuriating. Not that you ever want your team to lose, but when it, when it means nothing and it meant nothing to the saints, the saints, I think the saints brought some people in from the stands and had them put uniforms on because they look like complete dog shit. And it looked like some of their guys had never played 
football before in their lives, but yet they're the number one seed in the NFC. So meant nothing to them. We go in there with a third-string quarterback who gets hurt, so then we have a fourth-string quarterback, and we win. Maddening. Absolutely maddening. Um, I'm just, I have ESPN up, so let's just look through some stuff. NBA, sure. Why the hell not? I couldn't even tell you what the hell's going on in the NBA. I think the Hornets are... Huh? LeBron is hurt? Yeah, I know LeBron's hurt, but he's only had a couple games. The biggest news. That's the Lindsay says that's the biggest news the NBA has right now is LeBron is hurt. Um let's look at the standings. Oh, you know what I did see though is that people are saying now Milwaukee, the team that everyone slept on, it's Boston, it's Toronto, it's the Sixers, they're the best teams in the East. Milwaukee Bucks, best record in the East right now. Who would have thought the Milwaukee Bucks? My Hornets. My Hornets. I haven't been to a game. I think I've gone to two games in 19 years that I've lived here. One was when they were the Bobcats. Um, and the first one was when the Hornets used to play at the old Coliseum, which is no longer around anymore. We blew that thing up. Hornets 18 and 19, but sitting in a playoff spot right now at 7th. That's how bad the East is. The East, their 7th and 8th teams are under 500, and yet are in currently they would make the playoffs. If the playoffs started today... The Charlotte Hornets would play the Toronto Raptors. And let me tell you, we would get the shit kicked out of us. Kemba Walker, great player. The rest of our team, I couldn't tell you who we have. I know we have some clunky big white guys because I see them walking around downtown every once in a while. Uh, The Zeller kid and um, Frank, the kid from Wisconsin. His first name's Frank. I can't even tell you what his last name is. Uh, Other than that, I'm I'm not an NBA fan, so I couldn't really tell you what's going on. But that's what's going on in the East. You got the Bucks, first place. In the West, the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets are in first place. Again, couldn't tell you one person that plays on that team. Golden State Warriors sitting in second. And the Lakers. So if the playoffs started today, Lindsay, we were talking about the Lakers, LeBron. If the playoffs started today, Golden State would play San Antonio and the Denver Nuggets would host the Los Angeles Lakers. Interesting. Very interesting. Lakers are 21 and 17 and they're sitting in 8th and the 8th place team in the East is 17 and 19. So again, it just shows you the difference between the two divisions. The East for years has been down compared to the West. The West is by far the better league um, top to bottom. Like so what did I say? 17 and 19, right? The Minnesota Timberwolves are third from the bottom in the West, and they're 17 and 21. Third from the bottom. Like, there's only two other teams below them, yet that record would almost put them in the playoffs in the East. Oh, don't get me started with baseball. We're going to hockey. Who's a hockey fan out there? Ricochet. It ricochets off the board. Have you ever? It's a guy on NBC. I I don't even. I can't even tell you his name, but he says ricochet, and it's the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. So that's that's all Lindsay and I ever say when we watch hockey. It's a ricochet. Uh, Let's go into hockey. 
I've actually been watching more hockey because there's really not a lot on. This is this is exciting that I have golf on right now. Uh, and they're in Hawaii, and it's live, and it's the middle of the afternoon, and it's 8.30 my time right now. Uh, standings for hockey. If anyone's a hockey fan, uh, let me know. Again, growing up in Rhode Island, hockey fan. Moved down here to North Carolina, not a priority. Not a not something that you really follow anymore. In the Atlantic, or no, let's just do the conferences. I'm not doing these fucking divisions. All right. My uh, my in-laws and brother-in-law team and Lindsay's team. I could say Lindsay's team because she's still, you root for him. Tampa Bay Lightning, first place, 64 points. They are 10 points above the second place Toronto Maple Leafs in the East. Yep. 40 games played, 31, 7, and 2. I don't get the uh, whole, there's points, you get you get points for an overtime loss. It's a, it's a stat, wins, 31, 7 losses, 2 overtime losses. Do you get like a point? Because there's no ties anymore? That's so two points one point? If somebody can tell me how that works. Here, I'll Google it. Stat lady, Google it. Uh, yeah, so Tampa, Toronto, Capitals, Pittsburgh Penguins, Columbus Blue Jackets. That's five. Six is Boston Bruins. Seven is the Buffalo Sabres. And eight is the Montreal Canadiens. If oh. the... Po- if the playoffs start, hold on. If the playoffs start today, it would be the Canadiens playing the Lightning. What? What's the stat? Points. So for winning a game, a team always earns two points. Win a game, you get two points. It's in regulation or overtime. Regulation or overtime. If you win a game, you get two points. There are no ties. No ties anymore. So... A loss gets you zero points. What's an overtime loss get you? One point. One point. So it's 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 a tie basically, though the winning team would get two points still in that situation, the losing team still gets a point. Yeah, so it makes it so that when a team loses in overtime, they shall earn one point for making it to overtime. So they get an award. They get awarded for making it to overtime, even though they lost. Mm. Doesn't that sound like sports nowadays? Congratulations, you got a participation trophy, even though you fucking lost. Uh, in the West. Let's move to the West, people. The Calgary Flames, Winnipeg Jets, Vegas Golden Knights. The Vegas Golden Knights must be the real deal because as an expansion team last year, they made the Stanley Cup Finals, and this year they're sitting in third in the West. You, you would have thought maybe they would have dropped off, but they're sitting third in the West. That's surprising. I'm surprised. San Jose's fourth. Excuse me. Nashville is fifth. Dallas Stars, sixth. Avalanche, seventh. And the Anaheim Ducks, eighth. Um. Yeah, let me see if there's any surprises on here. I couldn't tell you. All the teams look surprising. Oh, uh, I think we've covered everything. I think we did it. What else happened in sports this week, Lindsay? Bowl games are done. National championship is set. And NFL playoffs are set. Golf has started. I talked about the Black Monday. Seven go- seven coaching. Uh, vacancies. Uh, golf has started. 
baseball free agent signings are still going on and it's going to heat up now that we're getting into basically six weeks from pitchers and catchers showing up for spring training. Talked I talked NBA, surprisingly. I talked soccer. I talked college football. I didn't talk about college basketball. What's going on in college basketball? It's been kind of quiet. Uh, there's been there's been games on, but number two Michigan's playing right now, playing Penn State. I think Duke plays on Saturday. Duke's still ranked number one in the country. Um, Carolina, for those of uh, you in the um, North and South Carolina area, the Tar Heels played last night. Let's see. AP top 25, I'll give you the top 10. The rest of it you can look at yourself. Uh, Duke's number one, Michigan number two, Tennessee number three, Virginia four, Kansas five, Nevada six, Gonzaga seven, Michigan State eight, Florida State is nine, Virginia Tech is ten. That's impressive for the ACC. Four teams in the top ten in the AP. Duke, Virginia, Florida State, Virginia Tech. That doesn't include Carolina. Carolina's ranked 15th. NC State, 18th. ACC, dominating. Dominating basketball again. Let's see what happens for a national championship, though. That's what really matters. Top to bottom, conference-wise, doesn't really mean shit when you don't win championships, which they do, but they didn't last year. Villanova did. Villanova, as far as I'm, if I remember, isn't even ranked. Let's see, are they even getting... I don't even think they're getting... Oh, no, they got 43 votes to be ranked again this past week. But they went on a big losing streak for a while. I watched them over... No, it was when your parents were in town. Lindsay's parents were in town early December for Nolan's birthday. We watched them lose to Kansas. Uh, Let's see. I think that's it. Oh, see? It rambled on for another 15, 16 minutes. My prediction for Monday? (sighs) Let's bring it home, Clemson. Let's go, Tigers. 35-31, Clemson. Clemson's got a hell of a defense, but I think uh, Alabama's offense is going to push them to the limit. I think they're going to give up a lot of points. 35-31, which really isn't that much in college football. Mm -mm. Yeah. Um. I did say I was going to talk about workout stuff. Um, I guess I can talk about it real quick if you guys want to know. So from a supplements perspective, I use RSP Nutrition. uh, And actually my guest on Sunday is Melissa McCurry. And she is a representative for RSP and was actually the first person hired by RSP outside of the founders. So her... um, Instagram is fitfirstlady underscore RSP. She'll be on my podcast on Sunday. We're doing a giveaway. She has it up on her uh, Instagram, so go visit that. Uh, get your name in there. It's a giveaway for some Amino Lean, which is one of their supplements. Um, and then also go follow her. She does workout plans, nutrition plans. Uh, it was really, really cool to have her come by and have a conversation about the industry, how she got into it, and... Um, you know, the things that are going on with her company, RSP, as well as just herself in general and how she stays fit. And, um, yeah, we, we talked about a lot on that podcast. So 
tune in on Sunday when that comes out. But for my supplements, I use RSP for everything. And uh, again, the conversation on Sunday kind of explains that, so I'm not going to go into great detail. For apparel, for working out, I don't wear anything other than Miles Apparel shorts. Go and check out Miles Apparel, M-Y-L-E-S Apparel.com. I've been wearing their shorts for two or three years now, and I wear them basically to do everything. Workout, run, hangout, lounge, summer. You can wear them to golf if you want. I mean, they're they're great shorts, and the, my favorite part about them is their liner in their pockets. It's like this cool little webbing that like is stretchy and everything, and it it's not like, and I say that, and it's like, that's cool webbing. Every basic short has it, but the way that it, it works, it basically will hold your phone in place. So I can go on six, seven mile runs, which I don't, but I could. But anytime I go on a run in general, my phone never moves basically off of my leg or my hip, where if like, if you wear other shorts, your phone's bouncing around all in your, your shorts and it's a pain in the ass. And then when I work out, I keep, a, I wear the same shorts as well. Phone never falls out of the, uh, out of my shorts, out of the pocket, and everything. So highly suggest them. Great apparel. They're continuing to expand. They hired a new CEO in September. I just got an email from them today. Did a survey. Uh, they're gonna um, did a survey on them on like why I like them and what I what I like about them and all that. So they're really trying to get out to the consumer to find out what's working for them and what um, they would like to see. You know, the consumer would like to see change, but. So that's that's what I wear from a shorts perspective. From shirts, I just found this new company, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say it wrong. I think Ba Leaf. Yeah, no, I think that's right. Ba Leaf Sports, and it's B A L E A F, and their web and their website, their Instagram is Ba Leaf Sports at Ba Leaf Sports, and. Um, I got a couple of their long sleeve shirts from Amazon. It was an Amazon um, suggestion, really nicely priced. It was like seventeen dollars for a long sleeve um, moisture wicking shirt. I got a black, a white, and a gray one, and um, I really like the way it feels and the fabric on it, and and uh, the look and the cleanliness of it, and it, it's just a good long sleeve shirt. I also use uh, Amazon Essentials. If you go on to Amazon, you can go to Amazon Essentials, just search their Amazon Essentials long sleeve shirts. They have workout shirts in long sleeve. I have about th- three or four of them and they're good quality and they were like 12 bucks when I bought them, 12 bucks each. Um, for short sleeves, Rockfit, R-O-K-F-I-T, and then RSP shirts I have. Um... But mo- yeah, mostly it's it's Rockfit and RSP and a couple of Nike shirts. I really like Nike, um, their shirts and their shoes. And then uh, for shoes, my trainers, Noble, N-O-B-U-L-L. Uh, go to Noble Project, at Noble Project. You can see their, their shoes. I use them for training. So anytime you need like a flat um, stance when you're working out, whether you're doing deadlifts or squats, that's what I use. And then running, I wear Asics. Everyday shoe, when I'm not at the gym or when I'm walking around, I use uh, I wear Nike Pegasus. Uh, like I said, I, I really like Nike from just like an overall walking around wearing shoe. Um, so that's those are my shoes, my apparel. 
my watch, I use a Garmin. Activate. Activate. Yeah, activate. Is it activate? What the hell is it? Vivo Active. Vivo Active 3 from Garmin. Tracks your workouts. You can do golf you can download golf courses on it, so it's a GPS, runs. It's cool. So you can do running, running inside, treadmill, uh, walking on a treadmill, walking outside, stairs. Like it has everything that you can track from an exercise perspective, which is really cool. Uh, again, I mentioned it before, and I'll, I'll mention it again. The app that I use is FitPlan app. I pay $71 a year for it, and it's unlimited workout plans that you can use. Um, and it's been really great this year to use it, and it helps you really stay on track and accountable, and I certainly enjoyed it. Um, where I get all these things from, so where I get your RSP, my nutrition, my supplements from, I'll either get it from their website, rspnutrition.com, bodybuilding.com always has great deals, so I'll go there. Um, Amazon has good deals. I think that's it. I think there's the only really three places that I buy it. I told you where I get all my apparel, my shoes, supplements, fit plan. Um, yeah, I think that's it. We're getting the, we're getting the pod or we're getting the year started. 2019. Getting the pod started. First guest of 2019, like I mentioned, is Melissa McCurry. She'll uh, be coming out on Sunday. We'll be It will be coming out on Sunday. She's already come by and talked. And then I got a couple other guests coming up uh, that I'm excited to uh, talk to you guys about. And um, it should be really cool and, and exciting. So hope you guys have a great weekend. Stay tuned for Sunday. Be safe out there. Happy New Year. And um, that's all I got for you. So... Good night, my friends, and good morning, because this is, it's the Thursday podcast, Thursday night podcast, but it's coming out Friday morning, so good morning. Lindsay? Peace. Peace. It's 1992 in here. Peace, bro.